And welcome everyone to another episode of the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber. And I have with me the one and only Alex of Universal Gamer Reviews. Alex, go ahead, introduce yourself, plug your channel, and tell everybody why you're Austin. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Austin. Oh. God it is it. Austin of Universal Gamer Reviews. God, God damn it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I got the wrong thing up. Let me, let me, let me. No, you know what happened? You know what happened? I have happened? my uh, my OneNote up because I have, like, all my questions up. And the freaking thing, I typoed it. Never mind. My bad. This is me being a douchebag today. It's all good. Don't worry, man. <laughs> Oh, man. Austin of Universal Game Reviews, my bad, brother. But introduce yourself, plug your channel, and tell people why you are amazing. Uh, well, for, my name is Austin, and I host a YouTube channel called Universal Gamer Reviews on YouTube. And uh, I don't know if you'll type it in if you find that, but if you do type in the King 4427, that'll take you directly to my channel. That's what I had for the name change, and I am a YouTube reviewer, a streamer, and I. Before that, I did a whole bunch of other type of videos, but mostly I am a video game reviewer and streamer for old and new games. Awesome, man! Awesome. And um, how long have you been um, going at it on um, YouTube and, and doing game reviews? Uh I've been on YouTube for almost seven years. Uh, I got into it right after I graduated high school. And I've been reviewing games for about four, going on four years now. Dang. Awesome. Yeah. What was your, um, the first game that you reviewed? Like what, what prompted you to uh, want to review it? Uh, the first game I did review on that's actually kind of a weird thing. The first game I reviewed, it wasn't on my Universal Gamer Review channel. It was on a second channel I had called More Reviews WTF, hence the Twitter name. And uh, <laughs> I reviewed movies on that channel, but for the longest, that was the channel I wanted to turn into the review channel. And uh, I, I had a game called Yu-Gi-Oh! The Sacred Cards. And uh, for the longest time, I loved that game since I was a kid. It was very nostalgic to me. So I did this overwhelmingly positive review talking about it. And uh, it's a very shoddy video because I didn't have a microphone at the time. So I would stand really far away from the camera and uh, have a uh, the green screen didn't have the best lighting. But I would talk over about the game mm -hmm. and uh, do quick edits and everything. And I love that game. That's why I wanted to get into it. But professionally, I guess you could say when I started putting more work into my videos... Mm -hmm. the first review was Gungrave and literally the only reason I did that game was because I played the game and I beat it in less than two hours and I was like well I have the footage recorded I might as well review it <laughs> I, like, I, I kept telling myself I'm like I'm going to review it I'm going to review something I'm going to get this started and I beat the game so quick I'm like let's do it <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing man like Honestly, like I, you know, I've been following your channel for a while now, and your 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 content is really well made. Uh, I love your streams, love your reviews, Thank you. and it's just, you know, it, it's it's inspiring. You know, I, <laughs> it pushes me. You know, I'm being I'm being completely sincere. Like, it, no, I understand that. Thank you. 
it, it really it um inspires me to want to like improve my quality because you know I, I've been at YouTube for the last year and a half and I uh, went from recording using my phone. I actually my first video was recorded using my uh, Samsung Note Seven back before they recalled it. Okay. <laughs> So like I I was recording with that and then I upgraded to uh, currently my Lumix uh, my Panasonic Lumix G7 and I can't use it right now because my battery died. So I've been oh, okay. recording a lot of videos either with my webcam or with um, my uh, what am I using my um, my iPhone X and the thing that's just frustrating me is not having that dedicated microphone. Right. So, okay. You know, I'm, it it catches everything. Like you know, I live in a really busy area over here in Kapiolani. Uh, I could hear it before we started. Yeah, you know, so it's like this is like the one of the main streets uh, in this area, and it's it's so frustrating. Like especially when I go back and I, I look at some of my older videos where I recorded, I'm like, oh my god. All that noise, it's it's just it, it, it eats at me. So <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> I live next to a train right now. So oh what? <laughs> yeah, like like literally a few blocks down the road, there's a train, and I have to w- really I have to clock it before I start reviewing. Like okay, it's seven p.m. The train's gonna come in at this time. I got to finish the recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's the thing, man. I don't think a lot of people that. Uh, that that do watch us content creators. I don't think they understand like the struggles that we had to go through when it comes to recording, editing, timing, like seriously, like if it's- it does, it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> That's why sometimes it takes forever to make certain videos, you know, cause you like with streams, it's no problem. But when you make a review or you make like something like say the completionist or something like that, they make videos weekly. It's amazing what they can do. No, they have like fully like soundproof areas to do all that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like even if I got soundproof material, it would not help with the traffic noise here. <laughs> Same thing over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, the current review I'm trying to work on is uh, my Razorblade Pro uh, laptop. Like okay. I've been trying to record this video. Like when I got home from work yesterday, I was trying for hours every time i'm like okay i got the perfect flow there's no noise and the next day i know a bus pulls up and or or because i also live right next to a uh, fire station and a ems station so out of nowhere they get right to my window and blare it and i'm like damn it Um, oh. It was it was the same thing when I was living in Hawaii, man. I lived next to the airport by uh, the. Oh my yeah. goodness! Mm-hmm. Really? Like where the Salt Lake Safeway is, the airport by there. My house, yeah. was, my house was like right next to it. Oh, so you could hear planes going off in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh man, mm-hmm. I have a friend that lives over in that area. I slept over a couple times back when we were in college, and I yeah, you're right. That area. It can be it, it can be super quiet, and next thing you know, you're hearing the plane go. Shell. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And oh. it did, didn't help when I was recording directly with my laptop because before I got a camera, I used a mm-hmm. laptop camera. Oh wow! Yep. Oh. So I would just I would click the video. I would sit down really fast and just go. Okay, here we go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Awesome, man. Awesome. I, you know, I, I want to ask you, man, because mm. uh, I know you're you're a big gamer. You know, mm-hmm. are, most, the bulk of the viewers here are as well. Like, what what got you into gaming? Like, what, what was your defining gaming moment that said, hey, you know, I really enjoy this? Uh, first time I ever played a game must have been when I was living in Texas. Actually, I think it was my, my me and my family were backing and back and forthing between California and Texas at the time because my dad had shipped out. So me and my mom went back and forth to go live with the grandparents and go back mm. to California. So at the time, we hung out with a friend and they had Donkey Kong Country Two on the Super Nintendo, mm. and they they set that thing up and I was like, I, I want to play, give it, give me. And I started playing it. I was obsessed with this. I didn't get past the first level, but I was obsessed with this first level. <laughs> and I, I immediately told my family, I'm like, I want some video games in my life. I, I want some video games. So come my birthday, they gave me an N64. And, awesome. uh, and N64 with 007 Goldeneye and Pokemon Stadium 1. Oh man, I got, I got memories of that Pokemon Stadium. Go go ahead, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, it's it's cool, man. I I have so many memories of that thing, and that was it, man. Like Pokemon Stadium was it because I would play it in the living room, and my family would talk to me. They would talk to me about the game. They would ask me about the game, and I would share with them all these cool Pokemon facts, and and then I would learn stuff about the game and tell them about it, and that kind of became how I was obsessed with with games. I would just play that again and again. And 007, my dad loved first-person shooters. Mm. I played that a lot. And then he would play Pokemon Stadium with me. And I would just... That was, I think, the start of it all. And awesome. uh, I would I would get hand-down systems from my uncle who gave me my first PS2. And that just built it up even more. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome, man. And... um. I want to ask you as well, like, what is your, you know, since the 64 was your favorite console, uh, well, not your favorite console, I'm sorry, I, I, did, not mean, I did not mean to inflect that, but... <laughs> We're uh, going to start a war on here if you say that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, I wanted to say, since that was, one, like, one of your defining moments, that was what I meant to say, but it didn't come out that way. See, I have this problem with, you know, I'll have a thought, and it sounds good in my head, then when I try mm-hmm. to translate it, it just doesn't come out correctly. It's cool, man. <laughs> that's, that's why I, it, I write so much of my stuff down. Like, right? I, I, ramb, I ramble and ramble, and it sounds good when I'm saying it, but when I'm editing it, I'm like, what the hell did I just say? <laughs> Oh man, so so on the Nintendo sixty four, since that was one of your um, defining moments in gaming mm-hmm. um, with GoldenEye, but um, between the Super Nintendo and the N sixty four, what is your favorite between the two? Oh, it's between the Super Nintendo as a console, both those two. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dang. I, for quality of games, it would be Super Nintendo, but. I love the 3D era more than I love any era of gaming. So N64, hmm. I have this, I have this fascination with the early 3D era of gaming. All the like, I think PS2 would be the the one that I'm locked in on right now. The sixth generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I love that the most. I would say. <laughs> Awesome, man. I was gonna say, yeah. Um, it, I, I assume I'm older than you. I'm, I'm not too sure if I am. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm twenty. I'm twenty nine. I'm going on thirty. You are. You are older than me, sir. <laughs> 
So, like, I know for me, like, my defining moment was uh, for gaming, like, that got me into being a gamer. Also got me into, like, martial arts, too. It was uh, Double Dragon for the original Nintendo. God dang. That, that game. Just the fact of the matter was, like, my brothers could never beat it. And okay. And up one day, I think I was, like, four or five years old, and I just, I just, I did this glitch at the end of the game where you could take the knife and it will, if you pick it up right before the, uh, enemy died it would mutate into another weapon and you just kept doing it all the way till the end i don't know how i came across doing that but i did it and my brothers were like hey man when you when you're young you play games 24 7 and you just find stuff out right <laughs> but uh yeah man like it, it just gave me such an amazing pastime i i really enjoyed you know growing with game i, I feel like you know i could say it for both of us we both mm-hmm. really grown with gaming has just progressed over the very much last couple of decades like it it went from the horrible pixelation of the nes and the atari era to <laughs> the early 3d era that we mm-hmm. have you know the 64 and the playstation to you know the the standard bearers of the playstation 2 to the modern hd era with the playstation 3 and onwards it, it's mm-hmm. been quite the journey especially um, right now with with games becoming so realistic and trying trying to make themselves more serious like try to make you take them more serious than they were before because games like their main focus was we're going to be fun and now it's like we're going to be interesting unique and we're going to make you think but we're also going to be fun exactly exactly it, it's it's really amazing how far gaming has come and yeah I, I can't really even imagine like to what extent it's going to continue to go to like what's the next step i know 4k is the biggest thing right now right. but i'm like you know we're going 8k much, <laughs> y- yeah you know and it's like you're gonna I- i've actually seen some 8k t- uh tvs back when they were prototypes back in 2015 right. when i was working for microsoft um we got to see a lot of the AK TV stuff. And I'm like, this is amazing, but there's no content to actually, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. run on this. So, but I mean, I guess AK is the next step. And then we're going to have 12K and, or, or they're going to come up with a new acronym for like hyper realism. I don't know. <laughs> it may, maybe it'll be like, maybe it'll be like this with the, the switch where they'll be like, we have HD 4K. Right for their HD rumble, just HD 4K. Here it comes. <laughs> it's realer than real. <laughs> realer than you can just touch it. <laughs> that I feel like would be the thing. Like somebody's gonna come out with another thing that's better. That like we're gonna go beyond VR, and you're gonna actually feel it. Right. Just like. <laughs> what 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 are your thoughts on VR anyway? I know I know this is not one of the questions. Hey, it's I fine. Like. You. I I am very interested in VR. I love it. I just think it's so expensive right now to get a true VR experience. Yeah. It says when I go if I went for VR, I want I was looking up all these things like the HTC Vive. I was like, this is clearly the best one. How much is it? Six hundred dollars. Okay, next one. <laughs> uh, and I. I went for the PlayStation Move, and I was for weeks. I was hungry to get a PS4 PlayStation, uh, not PlayStation, uh, PSVR, and uh, I got it. Downloaded all these demos and games, and just experiments with it. It's such, uh, I wouldn't say immersive because the PlayStation VR's uh, screen for VR is not the best. It's a little mm-hmm. blurry for certain games. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you play Skyrim VR. Yeah, the backgrounds are very blurry. Uh, 
if if it had an HD lens, it would be better. But when I played something like Doom VR, I'm like, this is amazing. I've never played a first person shooter like Doom VFR. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it's. I'm not kidding. Like, if they didn't, if they removed the VR, it's still a good game. That's how good it was. Oh wow! Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I actually, um, I got to work with HTC. Uh, I want to say the end of 2016, beginning of 2017, they sent me the the HTC Vibe, and I did a review. I was actually pretty critical, and I think it's because mm-hmm. of how I did this review. Okay, uh, that it's actually shaped going forward that you know I'm not going to be as harsh. I've seen a lot of YouTubers and, and 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 you know game reviews and tech reviewers where they're really harsh on a product, mm-hmm. and, and the next thing they know, like when something new comes out, the company doesn't want to work with them again. Right. And it is uh, with the Vive. I did a really harsh review. I said it's great, but the fact of the matter is the price is too high for entry. Because wasn't it eight hundred dollars in the beginning? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I said it's too high. The games are, are glorified betas. You know, there's it, it, they weren't like the games now are significantly better than when right. I played them. But you know, I was really really critical of them and. I looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, I, I could have gave him constructive criticism, highlight the positives, but also been honest about some areas that they could have improved in instead of just being downright harsh. Mm-hmm. And so since then, uh, HCC does not. They, they will not work. They don't want to work with you at all. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's been one of my things. Like, I know, like, when you're being very critical, like, it gets views, but also it damages your brand in a way that companies are like, yeah, I don't want to work with him. He's going to do that, you know? Yeah. So I mean, a good example of a YouTuber that did that, I think is like a Jim Sterling. Yeah. He, he burned a lot of bridges with, with some of his reviews. Like recently he did one for dynasty warriors. Like he did a Jim Pressions for dynasty warriors nine. Mm-hmm. I think that's the latest one. It's first off, it is a bad game, but he destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And at the end of it, he was like, yeah, I don't think they're ever going to send me another game again. <laughs> I don't think that they would. <laughs> but, you know, and, that, and that's, a, that's the beautiful thing about, um, and also the frustrating thing uh, about being a YouTuber and content creator is you, you learn, like, uh, yeah, you know, you can be really, really critical. And mm-hmm. then the next thing you know, like, the company won't work with you again. Like, I right. straight up got a, a letter, like, in the mail, not an email, <laughs> not a phone call. They sent me a letter say, um you know, due to the nature of your review, we're not, we will not be conducting business with you again. I was like, right. oh my goodness. So, you know, from that point on, I'm like, uh, all right. So you gotta be a little I, careful. Yeah. And, you know, that's something I kind of know. So like a lot of YouTubers is the lack of tact, you know, when it comes to reviewing things like, yeah, you can be critical, but at least mm-hmm. constructive criticism and not yeah. just, you know. I noticed that with some YouTubers I watched over the years, like before they got their review codes and before companies handed them stuff, uh, they were very critical on their stuff and they were just like, I think uh, one YouTuber I watch a lot is Pro Jared. He reviews mm-hmm. retro games and modern games sometimes. Mm-hmm. His uh, retro reviews, if it's bad, he will go into it and destroy it as a bad game. Uh, yeah. But of course, if you, he got games like, uh, God dang, what was it? I can't even like. Uh, I think he did get a code for for his Legend of Zelda, uh, the new one that came out, and uh, was critical but fair about it in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, I remember so, that one. Yeah, yep. So I I see how that, and I'm thinking the same way because I'm trying to review 
Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered right now. They gave me a code a while back, and I've just been trying to get around to it, writing the script. And I'm like, should I say that about Assassin's Creed? Just hold on. Let me rewrite <laughs> it. Yeah, because I love the Assassin's Creed franchise, but I also think they're just repeating themselves with certain stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, Ubisoft is a company. They do that. They they repeat their format on all of their games now. With Watch Dogs, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, even Ghost Recon Wildlands is basically if you put that in first person, it's Far Cry again. Yeah, it really is. Um, and yeah, like uh, what have been some of the things like you've learned as a you know when it comes to like reviewing things? Like, has it been uh, like the way your your business interactions with companies? Like, is it more of a you know, I've had very, I've had very few interactions with companies. Very few. Uh, I didn't start talking to companies about this stuff until I asked you about it uh, that while back. Because when I went to review games, I said to myself, "I'm going to be the next retro reviewer, the guy that just reviews games before that have already been out, but people don't really talk about them as much." And uh, I started it kind of got harder and harder to do that because it took so long to get these videos out that I was like getting a little uh, uninterested in the games I was writing for. Like yeah. I, w- I would sit there and look at the script. I'm like, this script has been sitting here for a month. Do I even want to record the audio for it anymore? Oh, wow. Yeah. I've, I've been off too. I, yep. With, no. uh, uh, sorry. Uh, what are you gonna say? No, I said, I've, I've been there. I know how that is. Right. <laughs> it's really frustrating. Go ahead. But with uh, with Ubisoft, when I emailed them about it, they uh, it took them a while to get back to me. In fact, it took them till I think the the day or two before far because I wanted to code for Far Cry Five to review. It mm-hmm. took them a day or two before the game came out to get back to me, and they said, uh, "We're or the day it came out." I'm sorry. The, they said, "We're sorry. We gave out all the codes already." I was like. Uh, also, I sent in a request for Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered. Do you mind? They got back to me. I tried try, I try to be very formal about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were very nice to me. So that's been my experience so far. I tried reaching out to other companies, but they never got back to me except for one other one, which was Young Horse Games. They made uh, Octodad. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they gave me a code for their game, the Switch release of Octodad, uh, to review. And I have the review written out. I have the footage recorded. And uh, I even streamed Octodad at one point, uh, did the whole game. Mm-hmm. And they were very nice. They they kind of, I think because they're a smaller indie company, they don't really care so much about who reviews their games, but they also want, because they're good with the YouTube community, because YouTube was very good to Octodad before it became a Kickstarter game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started off as this little thing that everybody was making fun of and playing around with. And then the Kickstarter came out. And I remember watching the Markiplier playthrough of it, and I was like, "This is this is great! I got to get this one day." Uh, took years though for that game to come out. Yeah, that's true. That's very yeah. true. Um, yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, when it comes to working with companies, like it, it's it's kind of a. I, I'd like to to tell other people that are looking to get into YouTube and working with companies. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. kind of hit or miss. Like sometimes it is. you will get in really like. Your first impression is your most imperative one. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you're in with a lot of these companies, like you'll get to a point where uh, you actually don't have to uh, 
really reach out to them because if you do such a good job, they'll they'll just hit you up like, hey, you know, would you like to review it? I'm kind of right. like that at this point now, where um, like the most recent one, Shantae, I, I got that, I got that uh, the Ultimate Edition came nice. out, and you know, I wrote the review. I wrote a really detailed review because I was like, oh, okay, I could write about the game that's been out since 2016 or i could write about the new stuff but then i thought about it, i was like well what about the people that um that have not played the game ever before and this is going to mm-hmm. be the first foray into it and what about people that already have and they want to know what's new so i was like okay what i'll do is i'll write a review covering the entire game and then i'll also add in points where i'm talking about you know the newer content and you know it, it's it's I, I didn't think it would do as well as it did for them because mm-hmm. um, I did intend to, I still intended to do a video of it. I didn't right. think that uh, they would enjoy it as much as they did. They're like, "Hey, we really loved it. We're gonna put it on our website and on our social media, so when people go, they'll definitely check out the review." I was like, "Whoa, yeah, man, way <laughs> forward. They're they're a pretty cool company like that." Uh, they're I I love Way Forward as a, as a company. They they make some pretty solid games ever since i got hold of ducktales their remake of it yeah i was surprised i'm surprised they're not bigger than what they currently are because i think they're getting there like it's gonna i because they grabbed as soon as they grabbed shantae and they brought shantae back and continued to make her the way they did they really showed everybody they what they can do and i'm sure eventually they're gonna become bigger than, than what they are now yeah you know they because they they have not only Shantae but I think they also they got the Blaster Master remake too. I think they did. Uh, that. I think that's in Nishi Create NT Creates. Yeah, yeah, never mind. But oh yeah, they 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 did. Yeah, it was NT Creates, and then they did the crossover. Yeah. Uh, I remember Shantae. I, I remember it was NT Creates because they had the they have Galgun stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, that's um, it, it, it's it's definitely fun, and um, mm-hmm. I, I'll shoot you some uh, contacts that I have and some websites that. Will oh, thank you, I appreciate that. Definitely help you out down the road. Um, what I also want to ask you, uh, mm-hmm. what actually got you um, to get into game reviews and into YouTube as a whole? Like, what what got you into it? This actually, my sister is one of the biggest reasons I started doing YouTube because, uh, uh, but into into game reviews at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, before before I got into YouTube, I got into YouTube for music videos and stuff like that because I was learning to play guitar. I asked my father for one. He he gave me one for my birthday or, or it was Christmas, I think. And I didn't know how to play, and I didn't want to learn from the books because it was just scales. So I would just go on to Google and type in guitar lessons, mm-hmm. and it, all these YouTube videos would come up, and I would just start watching them. But then I would want to listen to the music, so I would look up the bands and music videos, and people make their own homemade music videos. I would spread out to that, and then I would just type in games I was playing and watch Let's Plays, and it grew from there. Uh, and for reviews, though, it happened with my sister because one night, I came downstairs and she was watching. Uh, I don't even know why she's watching this. She never watches this YouTuber anymore. The Angry Video Game Nerd. Oh, AVGN. <laughs> yes. She watched him play Bugs Bunny's Birthday Blowout. And uh, I saw that in the background. I'm like, what is this 
dumb stuff you're watching. Like, this is stupid. <laughs> and then I would sneak down later that night and I would look it up again. And I started watching all of his stuff and I was like, this is awesome. This is hilarious. And these games are pretty cool, uh, even though they're horrible. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I was just obsessed with him. And then there was a thing that's recommended. I watched this other guy who was called happy video game nerd. Uh, now he's called stop skeletons from fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. And his reviews were the real reason that I wanted to do game reviews because his were so informative and so interesting uh, and they were positive games. So I was like, I really want to do something like this. So you can kind of tell from my first review, uh, my first, there were gun grave review review that I took inspiration from, from Derek Alexander because uh, I did gameplay story, talked about the hype of it, tried to resemble how his hype uh, talked about the games. And I did a history lesson at the end of the game, something I tried to do for a while because mm-hmm. he did that. And uh, it worked for Gungrave because Gungrave actually had a very interesting background. Uh, but for everything else I started doing, there was not much to say. So I kind of started cutting that out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's why I got into them because with AVG and I started collecting games more. That's how I became a collector uh, for NES. But then I was like, I want these PS2 games and maybe I want a GameCube and a PlayStation. It's got bad after a while. <laughs> My family would be like, why are you buying all these games? You don't have room anore. That's exactly like with my wife right now. She's like, we don't have any room for you to keep getting these collector's items. I'm like, I know, but eventually, <laughs> eventually we're going to get this room. Don't worry. Like I'm already getting it. I'm going to get another shelf right now. Cause I, I'm like, I'm gonna move the piano out of the way. I'm going to get a shelf right here. <laughs> this, is, this is going to work. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It, you know, the life of a collector is, uh, it, it's an interesting life. Yeah, um, it can be frustrating, especially when you just don't like right now. I'm using both of our storage units and both of our uh, closets. Oh, wow. Uh, because that's how much collector stuff I have. And she's like, when we get a house, you owe me. <laughs> my, she, she's like, you owe me. And the, the whatever the bedroom closet is, it's mine. I'm like, all right, it's yours. <laughs> it's, your, it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um, what what has been your experience being a content creator on YouTube? Uh, like, what have been some of the ups and downs that you've experienced in your uh, YouTube journey? A lot of the ups, uh, from like I guess my most popular stuff came from stuff I never expected to go uh, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot like when I just started making stuff before I did reviews for the sake of making it, I would just think, okay, what do I want to do right now? And I would just write up a random idea. Like for a while I wanted to make machinimas for halo. And, mm-hmm. uh, I wrote a script called, this is the stupidest thing I ever did, but it's called how to get a girlfriend in halo reach. And <laughs> it's so, I, I cannot believe I, I did this video, but I did it in a few days and I threw it online didn't know it would get as popular as it did, but it actually has a good number of people that have watched it. I think it's gone over a hundred thousand. Are you serious? I think so. Let me. I think it has, and that video got real popular. I was like, "Oh my god, I have to make a sequel to this right now!" Uh, <laughs> and but first, it didn't get that popular. It got like ten thousand views, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "I'm going to make a sequel to this." I made three videos after that. And they did not even get close to as popular. So I guess it was just like a quick little, hey, here's some views. Goodbye. 
um, which kind of disappointed me. And after three or four attempts, oh, 150,000. There we go. Uh, That's impressive, though. I moved on. Uh, I wanted to make more machinimas, but there were some a few moments where I was like, I made a video, and then it was a music video for a song called, I think it was Wanted by a, by Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Amazing that's, band. Love yeah. Band. Love Creed. <laughs> and uh, I went nuts with this music video. I put every video effect I could put into this thing. I put all the editing tricks I knew. And then it got deleted. And I was like so heartbroken. That I was like, I'm stopping. Oh. I'm, I'm <laughs> stopping this forever. And I had some guitar lessons that I did that were pretty popular. Some got 13,000 views. Some got 10,000. Some got five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I only did like six or seven of them. And uh, the one, the most popular one that I, I really want to get back to finishing up, I did a Let's Play for Afro Samurai on the 360. Ooh. And yeah. And I guess nobody had done a Let's Play for that for a long time because it got really popular really fast. And even I still get a few comments on there today uh, for people who's like, this is awesome. Or why is the audio blown out? Because <laughs> <laughs> I had a really crappy capture card at the time. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why I have high audio at the time because I used a, uh, can't remember the name of the capture card but it was a really junk one and the audio would always be blown out from the device and uh i did six episodes and i kept dying on the boss again and again i got so disheartened from that i was like i'm gonna come back to this eventually and every time i tried to come back the boss kept beating me so <laughs> it's still to be continued five years later <laughs> yep that's awesome yep. man like and you know- uh that's one, uh, one of the things I wanted to, to ask you. Like, do you feel like with uh, certain things on YouTube, like, do you feel like you need to strike like when the iron's hot, or just try to go against the grain and do something entirely different? Like, what do you think? Honestly, it's something. Whatever you want to do, you go and do it as hard and as fast as you think you can go. Because uh, niches pass, like like fads pass. Like right now, everybody's jumping on uh, battle royale games. But next year, or maybe the year afterwards, Battle Royale games ain't going to be that much of a big deal. Exactly. Like all, all these big Twitch channels that are doing it, they already got their hit and they're going to move on to the next thing. Yeah. So when you love something, you just got to do it. Like with me, I knew I wanted to talk about games from the very beginning. Uh, so I talked about game products and magazines that I would get out of Game Informer and I would just be like, maybe I can make a vlog about this. Um, <laughs> One of my first, my first video you can find on my channel is my third vlog, and it's I I was like Naughty Dog, you need to make another Jack and Daxter right now. <laughs> Actually, it's weird because I was like, um, it's still one of the greatest platformers I've ever played. Yeah, it was. I loved that series like so much. That's one of those series that I'm like, I need people to know about this game and play it. And I, I have so much nostalgia attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is like. With the first one, my sister owned that one, and I kind of swiped it off of her. And I got into it. And the second one came out, and that was the game that I was like obsessed with for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think that's because that game was the first, I guess, quote unquote, mature game that I was 
I was into that had an actual story that was kind of compelling. And it mm-hmm. had all the, like before I just played a game, I was like, I'm not paying attention to the story and stuff. I just want to get to the game. But with Jack two, I was very much interested in story and the world and the characters and the gameplay all in one. So I think that's why I love that series so much. But, uh, yeah. Uh, did you, you wanted me to go about the downs cause I was talking about the ups a lot. I mean, whichever direction you want to go with it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I had a few downs, like just getting videos out was a down in itself because, you know, managing a job and videos and your personal life. It is not easy. It is not easy. (laughs) Like, it was like, I want to make this video, but I'm going out to hang with my friends today and I might not be back for another day. So I'll make a video later. And then it just became like another video later and later and people just started losing interest in my videos. So after a while I'll get less and less views and it would really get to me after that. And then there would be, of course, some people that would send me not so nice messages on some of my videos that I would take personally because at the time I really didn't know how to take criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would, I would be like really hurt and be like, I'm not going to make another video like this again. I hate this person so much. Or I actually one that, kind of got to me really bad was I was going to do a uh, crossover collaboration with a YouTuber who I had watched for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Buffy rocks. Uh, mm-hmm. And I watched his dead rising LP his resident evil five LP when those were really big. And he's not as big, not even close to as big as he was before. Uh, and he came back for doing YouTube again. And he's like, I want to work with you guys. I want to do collaborate. I sent him a message he hit me on Twitter. We were going to talk. We did a Skype message and said, hey, we're going to get this done. We're going to get some kind of thing. We were going to do a thing where I reviewed Resident Evil Remake. And he would give his commentary because he was doing a Let's Play on Resident Evil Remake. Mm-hmm. And after our first Skype message, he never hit me back again. And I never heard from him again. It just kind of hurt that I respected him so much, but he just kind of dropped me like that. Yeah, I I've uh I've had that happen a lot. Yeah. A lot of and it's, it's really amazing cuz you you'll you'll want to work with a content creator that, you know, you're a fan of or you mm-hmm. you you've grown with them and mm-hmm. it's 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 something that when you do reach out to them like I've had like even currently right now like I've got a lot of people that I've uh, been wanting to do collaboration uh reviews and I also have them on the mm-hmm. podcast and we can be talking for weeks and, and, and days. And the next thing I know, it's like nothing. Right. You know, it, it's, it's really, it is disheartening. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I want to agree with you on that. That's why I, I would, in some of my other videos, like featuring other people, I would reach out to other people who, uh, they seemed very cool, but they didn't really, they weren't big, like at all. Some of them, like, uh, the guy shadow hatter, who I did a video for Samurai Western with, he has way less uh, subscribers than me, but I saw that he was awesome, and I reached out to him, and he was so nice enough to to send me the footage and the recorded audio the mm-hmm. day I messaged him. I was like, let's do this, man, and he literally wrote the script out for his part, sent me the parts that I needed that day, and I was like, god dang, this guy's quick. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun, and uh, I have plans to work with other people who – I've I've been biting the chomp. Uh, I mean, biting at the bit to get to work with somebody called mm-hmm. RPG Tour Guide, who does let's plays of RPGs from the 16-bit era mm-hmm. and a little bit beyond. 
I wanted to review a game with him. I have been just procrastinating it for a while, but we're work- I'm working at the script, and I want to get in touch with him pretty soon. And uh, another guy who was really cool I worked with, Derek64, who uh, he is freaking awesome i think <laughs> he's a good buddy of mine like I, I i was looking up xbox original games and a game blinks the time sweeper it's a platformer on the original xbox actually recently got released on xbox one's backwards compatibility mm-hmm. um he did a review for that because i was so interested to find out what this game was about before i played it and then i reached out to him because he asked for criticism i said hey you can do this this better and he emailed me he messaged me back saying hey um i already did all that and my Mirror's Edge video, you want to check that out? Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, I was like, dude, you're awesome. Do you want to work together sometime? And I've been messaging him like every single week, talking to him. He became a friend afterwards, and we've just mm-hmm. been chilling it out. That's awesome. It, it's always amazing when you get to uh, – not only do you get to work with uh, YouTubers that you enjoy and collaborate with, and then they become friends. Like a lot of my, my current closest friends right now um, are YouTubers. And okay. It's, it's something like I, I've, you know, I've done collaborations with, uh, you know, Xander Scullion of Exus Gaming Podcast, and we've become super close. Like, dude, we talk every single day. <laughs> like, we're, we're really, really good friends. And, and uh, one of my best friends, um, uh, she, she, and you would never assume that she's a female streamer. Okay. She never gets on camera at all. She just does game streams, random videos, like all right, with no camera, no voice, no nothing. But uh, Power Level Amy. Oh, okay. And, you know she's become my best best friend. Like <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, man, it, it it's something like, and you you because you, you, it's a great way to ne- not only network but to make friends. It's it's yeah just awesome. Because I think when you when you are working. Uh, doing this YouTube stuff for so long and you actually find somebody who has that passion like you, they understand what you're going through. You can really just connect about what, you know, you're, you're doing, you know, like, and that's what I had when I, when I found him and we were talking week for week and I was like, my God, like finally I can, somebody gets me. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, man. It's, it's, it's awesome, man. I, 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 I would never trade it for anything. <laughs> right. Me same here, man. Like it's been too good uh for too long. Uh barring, you know, YouTube being YouTube. Oh with, boy. Yeah, YouTube being YouTube. <laughs> I can't believe like they demonetized uh my Yakuza gameplay videos because they're too they they said they're, they're what? Not- advertiser friendly and i hear like there um because one of my other friends history behind the warrior he does a lot of uh more combat fighting game videos. oh cool history. um he did a video recently where he's talking about how that if you're into like if you're a mortal Kombat youtuber then they immediately like if you put just mortal combat yep at any point like they immediately demonetize they will destroy you instantly yeah my buddy oh my god my buddy did a pot uh stream Last mm-hmm. night for Alice Return Madness Returns, mm-hmm. it got 21 copyright strikes on it. Are you serious? He sent the message on his Discord, 21 copyright strikes. Oh and I goodness. I can't believe it. Like I like how this happens. Like some videos that I that were fine before that I uploaded, they got copyright struck the second the new policies came in. 
I just don't understand it. Like it's, it confuses me because they don't tell the people about what they changed and that makes everybody frustrated. So if they were just more open about it, we could learn to avoid these things, but yeah, they're never transparent about it. Yeah. Even recently, uh, they, they put a new policy in where people who are partners are going to be allowed to, uh, choose what kind of ads are put on their videos or what they consider to be user friendly. They never said anything about that until I just got the update on uh, an email. What? Yeah, they were like, you get to choose who views your ads or what kind of ads you want on your videos, and it's uh, it's odd. <laughs> and and that, and that 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 really goes into the um, you know the downside of YouTube and just the frustrating that you know nature of it. Like they they're never transparent at all. And whenever you're you're doing something like they'll 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 act and and they don't really explain fully why they'll censor you uh, or demonetize you or even hell shadow bang you and you would never know right so that yeah that's that's the frustrating parts but I did want to ask you um, uh Mikhail yeah what happened. You're having some audio issues, man. You're getting some lag. Ooh. Man, I can't be getting lag. I've got one gig internet. Well, not fully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like you, know, you were I, talking, and then it started going date. Uh. Oh, okay, so I need to call up Spectrum and be like, hey, give me one gig now. I, I'm not paying 150 $59 for this or nothing. <laughs> One gig, please. Just for right? this afternoon. Right. And, and you know, and given that you, you know, you've been out here in Hawaii before, mm-hmm. like, you know, like for us to have a, a gig internet is monumental. Oh, did it go out again? I don't know what happened. It just, it broke out again, did the same thing. Oh, is it on my end or? It, if, yeah. Oh, okay. My like bad. from from how I'm hearing, my end. I don't know if my end's messing up. Ah, well, my bad. Spectrum, it's all good. Don't worry. Spectrum is gonna get a phone call. I'm gonna ask them why is my internet acting trash right now. <laughs> It happens when I stream, man, a lot. So don't worry, because sometimes midstream, my internet will just cut, and I have to restart the stream again. True. I, I wanted to ask you, um, given that you review games from the classics to the current gen of gaming, like, what is your preferred era of gaming? Definitely the sixth generation of consoles. I love like pre everything online. Every like you could play games online, but it was like pre everything can go online era because I, I love I think I don't want to sound like like kind of a dick to people who love online games like that, but I think games were better before everything could be accessed online. I agree. Yeah. I fully agree. Because um, I don't know. I just I think. With when I look back at that that generation with the GameCube, PS2, Xbox, even the Dreamcast, which is kind of thrown into that category, uh, all these games were amazing. And even 
actually bring in the Dreamcast, it was like the first system to have online multiplayer with its games for a console. Uh, even those online games, you could play them by yourself and they were still great. Yeah. Uh, with certain games, like, I guess the most popular ones right now would be PUBG, Fortnite. There's no way. It depends solely on its community. Even Microsoft with their latest Sea of Thieves. I would have loved the hell out of Sea of Thieves. I would have fallen in love with this pirate game uh-huh. if the online community wasn't killing me all the time. And I agree with you, man. That's exactly why like, I don't enjoy it as much because out of nowhere, I'm getting attacked. <laughs> yeah, because I played it the beta and the beta was fine. I didn't get a lot of invaders. The second that game went live, I played by myself. And this was during its glitch period. I went out and sailed, got killed almost instantly, got killed again and again. And then finally, I went back to my ship. It floated into the sky and threw me into the water. And I was like, I'm done. I'm <laughs> out of here. <laughs> oh, man. I, I haven't touched that game since just because of all the, the raiders and whatnot. <laughs> Oh man. Um I wanted to ask you also like what has been your experience with streaming and do you find Twitch or YouTube to be or even Mixer like which one do you find to be the better platform for streaming? Oh, did I go out again? I guess I went out again. I don't know if I did. Um I guess, with that being said, uh, for me, I know uh, I, I use Restream.io, and so I'm able to Restream to just about all the different platforms, so Twitch, YouTube, uh, Mixer, even t- uh, Twitter's Periscope at the same time. So Whoa. Oh, what happened? I had, for me, it went silent for like a good 10, 20 seconds. Oh. I was like, <laughs> I was like, stream dead what happened and <laughs> then it just went youtube mixer <laughs> oh my goodness yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, so basically what i was asking you like what's uh do you find to be like the best streaming uh platform twitch youtube or even mixer uh i have never tried mixer mixer seems very interesting though with you know having people can help control your game mm-hmm I got to try that sometime because it seems cool. But I think for streaming, Twitch is still king. Uh, Even though, because with Twitch, you don't have to have the biggest community to make it on Twitch. Uh, You can get a few hundred people uh, and you'll be golden. Yeah. With YouTube, you have to be somebody who at least has 100,000 with constant people coming back to your streams. Because with your streams, you're not going to get 100,000 every time. You're going to get maybe 5,000, 3,000, 10,000. Maybe 100. uh, In my best case scenario, I get like 20 people. Mm, That's good. Yeah. Uh, So, but with Twitch, just need a few hundred and they'll, they'll come to your streams. And if you get subscriptions and everything, you're good. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what YouTube does to step it up with their streaming and services when Twitch 2 becomes a thing. Yeah. That's definitely going to be something to look out for. Yeah. Because I might jump over and make an account there just to see how that works. Because I have a Twitch account myself. I just don't use it. 
You could definitely start doing like um because I for me I use restream.io so I right. stream to Mixer, Twitch, and YouTube at the same time. Okay. And uh, I definitely get more significantly more views and following on uh, Twitch, Twitch than okay. I do YouTube. Um, but I've also been thinking about uh, possibly putting a podcast on Twitch because you know uh, Twitch just it is an ever growing community. So. It is. A lot, lot of live stuff, and they, they expect long videos on Twitch where uh, YouTube kind of doesn't expect it as much, even though view time matters more than yeah. views do at this point. Yeah. It's this weird mix. <laughs> um, so I want to ask you, like, also, what is, uh, with this current console generation, which is your favorite uh, and why? Which that console? is... Mm, uh, that's a tough one. I think uh, right now, I think it's a it's a fight between it's a fight between the Switch and the PS4 right now because I was pure Xbox before, uh, but then after a while, Xbox stopped really caring about exclusives as much as the other ones and. Sony just started killing it exclusive after exclusive that was actually really good. Because uh, even their exclusives Microsoft had been pushing out, some of them were really good. But then you got stuff like ReCore, which was just very okay, and Super Lucky's Tale, which I'm, I'm going to play Mario instead. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I do think Microsoft has right now at least a better online service at least for me because with what they're doing with the game pass and everything i think that's such a brilliant idea but with sony they're killing it with their exclusives and uh their their first uh, their first party titles because with god of war i recently played and streamed that i was blown away um and the switch i've i love that thing because it's portability i game more now that i have a switch than i have gamed and so long because I get to play that thing at work. Mm. I go to work, I go my hour lunch break, and I just pop that switch down for like thirty minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know for and this is gonna be interesting for people to hear me say, but I have actually slowed significantly on playing the switch like i i at one point that was all i was playing and then uh, i don't know after xenoblade chronicles 2 mm-hmm. i was like i'm good okay <laughs> okay so i i, I kind of like I, i've been i'll play it here and there but there's nothing on it that but not so much yeah well, well once street fighter uh anniversary collection comes i because i'm a heavy street fighter head once that comes, I'm going to be on the Switch because I'm playing Third Strike and Alpha 3 everywhere. Okay. But um, uh, as far as, like, um, I know a lot of people uh, have really enjoyed God of War. I, I actually, you know, shout out to Corey Barlog, uh, the director of God of War, because he helped me get the uh, review code for God of War when it came out. I got, I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I feel like as mm-hmm. a follow-up to the God of War franchise gameplay wise it was just okay and i kind of look at the gameplay mechanics of a lot of the recent uh sony exclusives from you know god of war the last of us uh was it the um bloodborne horizon zero dawn dude 
the order they're all using kind of a similar third person style control like that's uh, one of my your issues. your internet's uh cutting your cutting your audio really i'm hearing you clear clearly though huh hey you there yeah well uh i guess we can move on to the next topic uh you there Hello. <laughs> uh, technical difficulties on the stream. Well, it it happens. People. Well, I'm hearing you. It's it's breaking up a lot. Like from when you started talking about God getting God of War. <laughs> Maybe I got doxxed. <laughs> anyway, um. Let's see, is the audio for me breaking up for you guys as well? Huh. Well, I guess I'll finish that thought on um, the Sony exclusive games. I feel like the gameplay-wise are just too similar. Like, they're not going for varied experiences, uh, and it's, eh. It kind of is what it is. But, anyway, um, oh, I guess I'm the only one on the stream. Austin, I guess Austin's connection disconnected. The, oh. Hello, you there? Oh. Well. Anyway, um, going for I guess um, that's one kind of one of the things like um, my thoughts on the current generation. I know a lot of people, uh, especially on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, a lot of people have been saying that uh, Sony has more exclusives than uh, Microsoft does. But if you were to compare like the first party exclusives, they're about even kill. Um, and a lot of the games that Sony is getting that are quote unquote exclusives, uh, a lot of them t- tend to be timed exclusives. Like take, for instance, uh, the upcoming uh, near on Automata, Automata that's going to be coming to Xbox uh, One. And that was a time exclusive for a year. And that's nothing new. I mean, if you look back on uh, what's the previous game that came out, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, that was exclusive on the the Xbox for almost a year. You know, so companies do time exclusives here and there like that. But um, I'm guessing we're having some technical difficulties with this. Uh, this podcast, so I, I, you know, I can um, I can keep talking. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, Triple M, I did say that about the Sony exclusives. Uh, I, I am a marked. Uh, person, but shout out to Corey Barlog for uh, hooking me up with the review code for God of War. Um, it, it's definitely I, I, from a story perspective, narratively, I really enjoyed it. Um, 
but through and through, I think that uh, gameplay wise, it coming from God of War three and Ascension is just not as good. And definitely, if you guys want to see an interesting take on God of War review, definitely check out Amazing Lucas's review of it. Oh, are you back? Hello. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, I had an insane amount of technical difficulty getting back to this place. Oh. Uh, I got dropped really hard from this thing, so I had to go back to the Twitter thing you sent me and join. Oh. Back in. Oh uh, yeah, because I I didn't know what was going on. I did ask the audience uh, that's watching, like, uh, what happened. Like, uh, did it seem like uh, my audio was cutting in and out? Uh, they said they could hear me fine the whole time. So that's sure. it. Must be me then. Sorry. Um, it must be my internet then, because I don't have a hardwired setup. I have wireless. So. Oh, it, it could still be. No, man, you can blame me. You know, we we know it's Time Warner Cable out here screwing me over. <laughs> 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 um yeah so what i want to ask you um uh what is your current favorite console of this generation and uh why it was it was I f- again it's a tough fight between ps4 and nintendo switch but i think right now it might be sony because of just their their exclusives they're popping out again and again because right now i have had i wanted to go with xbox uh, just because I prefer their online connectivity because it works so much better with what my setup is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't play my Xbox One as much as I used to. And I've been going hardcore on the Sony games and the Nintendo games. Because uh, with with Switch, since I could take it anywhere, I play it all the time at work. And I play it when I'm out with the family and mm-hmm. we're not doing anything together. Uh, but at home, I'm on that PS4. I'm playing those exclusives, uh, playing the God of War Horizon, Dream Bloodborne and Neo recently, uh, just tearing my hair out trying to beat those games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Like, And uh, speaking of Xbox, you know, as a brand and as a console, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people seem to say that the Xbox is... <laughs> A failure. I don't think it is, given this. I think as of now, it's sold over forty something plus million. Right. Uh, but do you feel like? Um, I'm sure you've seen how the Twitter community is about Xbox. But do yeah. you feel like Xbox is a failure? No, I don't think so. I because every time, like right now, they seem down, but they're like really trying their best to step their game up and, and try to get people to come back to them. Like when, when they, cause Sony is killing it right now in the console department. Nintendo's, they already beat out the Wii U and they're, they're really basking in, in that right now getting ready for everybody's getting ready for E3. I think if Microsoft comes out with some amazing games to get everybody's confidence back, I think people will stop saying that stuff. Cause mate, sure. In terms of sales, it's bad, but what we have as a console is really good. Um, and the services they add to the console, I think are really good, except kind of weird. <clears throat> Sorry. I, I think it's kind of weird that you have to pay so much for the game pass in itself uh, on top of your yearly subscription. Mm-hmm. That's asking a little bit more than what uh, Sony is, but on op- op- opposed to Sony with their PlayStation. Now you can download the games and, 
instead of streaming them. So I think that's more convenient for people who say have bad internet or, uh, yeah, there's people with bad internet out of it, I guess. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I, I, I think Xbox is doing good right now and they're really trying to get people on their side. If, if they really knock it out with this E3, I think they can push those sales up. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying like they would want more Japanese exclusive games yes. on the Xbox, but you know, I look when I hear that, I, I it kind of makes me cringe a little because I, I think back on the 360 when they were actually doing that, even with the original Xbox, yeah, and people just weren't buying it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I mean, they even they even hired Japanese companies to make games for them, and those weren't the best sellers. Yeah. <laughs> Like with Blue Dragon or with the original Xbox, they had Blinks to make a mascot platformer. Those didn't really sell that well. Yeah. Like, and you know, one of the best Japanese games to come out on the 360 that a lot of people didn't play was Tales of Vesperia. Right. You know, and that's still highly regarded as one of the greatest games in the Tales series. And yep, a lot of people never played it. <laughs> yep, never played. Or, uh, God dang, there's. There's a lot of those 360 games I never got my hands on. Just thinking of that now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what are your thoughts on um, the Atari VCS and basically Atari saying that they want to come back in, like the gaming console business? Like, what do you? It is kind of shady how they're promoting it right now. Uh, they can't. I mean, when they came out with that original promotion, I think was that two E3s ago or last E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing that I'm like this can't be real, and then Atari showed it like it's a console, real wood, and it's gonna be amazing. Okay, what games are you coming out for it? Look at this console; <laughs> it's made of real wood, and it's got 4K, and it's got a hundred preloaded Atari games. All I'm thinking of the when I see this thing, is, or something like with the, when Coleco tried to do this, like they had a Coleco console revamp that you could kind of play games on it had preloaded coleco games in it mm-hmm. i mean maybe i'm wrong maybe atari's gonna come out and this thing's gonna be really cool but right now i'm having some serious like keep one eye open on this console because <laughs> <laughs> i mean only- go ahead go ahead, go ahead. i think because like the only thing they showed like when they showed gameplay i was like this is the chance for them to show what this thing can do and what kind of cool games they're going to have for it. All they did was play a centipede, I think in 4k. And I was like, really centipede in 4k. That's, that's your presentation. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even honest. I honestly don't even know what audience that they're trying to market this to. They're trying to, I think they're really trying to market it to people who originally played Atari. And I'm like, they're dying, dude. You need to. <laughs> you need to go a little further. <laughs> it's not like step up a generation. <laughs> they, yeah, there you go. At least get the NES people in there. <laughs> oh man! I mean, oh. when I when I saw that thing, I was like, so maybe this would be cool if it had a bunch of Atari's generation games in it. Like this is Atari Lynx. This is Atari Jaguar. This is original Atari, but no, it's just Atari 2600 all thrown in. Even with Sega, with their new mini console, they're pulling out a game that originally was only available to download on Sega cable. 
which is that's a selling point right there. Yeah. But with Atari, they're like, they're not really showing me anything that gives me confidence. Be like, I want to buy this for $200, $250 right now. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, cool. You've got, uh, you got real wood. You got real wood. You got 4K. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to be playing, you know, Pong and, and, and Joust in 4K. I mean, yeah, cool. Cool, yeah. <laughs> Now nah, here's a seller. Put ET on there. ET ET Atari Toy Six Hundred. Everybody will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I, I you know I'm all for consoles. You know that there being more choices. I just mm-hmm. you know I'm trying to be really optimistic about it. I've reached out to Atari. I might get a console sent to me for review, but I'm not right. too sure. Like I, yeah. I don't know what they're doing with this one. Like whoever's running Atari right now, they kind of have a weird mindset. Like with this, not just with this thing, but when they tried to release uh, a game for the Switch, and like we want you to fund this game for the Switch, and then when when it didn't reach the funding, they're like, "Well, we're gonna make it anyway." That is so shady. It is. It's it's like, and the Indiegogo campaign. I couldn't believe of all the corporations you pick Indiegogo where you could literally make a post with a dream on it and there's no pictures there's no nothing it's just here's my idea mm-hmm. with with kickstarter you have to have a prototype ready so uh, i don't know <laughs> it's yeah i i'm 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 really on i'm not gonna lie man i'm, I'm honestly on the fence about that one because i'm not sure really what to make of it it, it seems sketch right um, but you know, switching gears to the Nintendo Switch, uh, with it being over a year old and a resounding success, very much. Um, do you think Nintendo has finally struck gold, or do you think they're not where they should be, given with the whole hacking thing? Which I've seen a lot of people lose their minds about it. I don't think the mass oh, are gonna this, be hacking. This just happens. Like, I knew eventually something like this was gonna happen because it happened with Sony. Uh, the Xbox got hacked. Of course, Nintendo was going to get hacked with this new system. Yeah, I think yeah. Nintendo at making handhelds and decided we're just going to breed our two systems into one. And <laughs> they found they found a really brilliant idea with the Switch, especially when they promote in Japan, because in Japan it's all about the mobile games. Yeah. Uh, over here, when I saw that thing, I was like, I'm into this. I'm really because with the Wii U when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody was talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because, uh, but with Switch, yeah, man, they really—I think they hit it home, and they're—they're going to revamp the Switch, and I'm pretty sure they're going to fix that hacking problem, and they're probably going to give it a better cooling engine so it doesn't bend your Switch in half. Yeah. Uh, I think they found it, and eventually they're—I uh, hope they continue this model of, this, of uh, Nintendo home consoles because uh, right now it's working. Yeah, definitely, and I, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that they want like a switch with 4K capability, and they want all. This oh, I'm sure. Stuff. And you know, I can I can very much much see that happening at some yeah. point. But I don't think a lot of you know, and I, and I watch a lot of Nintendo channels, and yeah, I, it it really does amaze me that a lot of them don't understand the Japanese market that Nintendo is seriously catering to Japan. Yeah, with the switch. Very I mean, much. L- look at the label. Like people, in the, you know, yeah. the laughed at it, but 
in Japan and even here in the U.S. Like it's a resounding success. I mean, it's it's a meme in itself. Like ninety dollars for cardboard. All right, I'm in. And, and you know, and that's the funny thing that that, that makes me laugh because I. I I feel like people don't a lot of these YouTube channels that are and Nintendo fans don't understand the history of Nintendo that they were a toy company. Yeah, and they, they were, were. You know, they would do creative stuff like this, so it, it's 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 interesting to me. <laughs> it, I mean, Nintendo's always been incredibly creative with their uh, their add-ons to their systems. Yeah, like when the Game Boy had the Game Boy Player. I mean, that was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I still have. I got my Game Boy Game Boy Player. I don't play anything else but that. <laughs> uh, when I play, like when I play my Game Boy games. But yeah, man, it's um, it, it's amazing. Like the creativity of Nintendo. I, it I'm, is. I, I'm glad to see them finally doing well. I don't think they've done this well since they were uh, they were struggling for the longest time. Even when you you like you look at the uh, the Wii, I mean, yeah, the yes. Wii is awesome, but it was just if you really want to be technical, it was just a slightly upgraded GameCube. It wasn't, yes. it wasn't, um, and, and you know you had some shovelware on it, but when you look at yeah. um, you look at what uh, Nintendo has done with the Switch, and you're looking back to like they've grabbed that audience that was there when they had the the Super Nintendo and, and partially with the 64, like Nintendo's back and it's good. Yes. To see. It's. Oh, what happened? Oh, nothing. Sorry. I was like, you, you cut your out yourself for a second. I was like, Oh, he's going to say something. Okay. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of the Wii U, like, uh, do you feel that that was truly a failure? If you remove like the sale number of units sold, uh, it was in Hawaii. <laughs> that's so true i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you a small little story i was so excited for the wii u when it came out i was probably the only one in my job who was talking about it and i pre-ordered the thing fully paid it off i went to go get it day one there was nobody else at my GameStop who was there to pick up a wii u that day and even when i went back to get games for it there was nobody there picking up a wii u and that was that kind of show is like how poorly they marketed the system because everybody was like, is this an add on for the Wii? Like what? But no, it's not. It, it was, I think in terms of like a console, like what the game, the games it has to offer now, mm-hmm. like it's good time. If you haven't jumped on the Wii U, you could go ahead and you could buy a used Wii U really cheap and you could buy all these Nintendo selects for 20 bucks and you'll see that there is, there's some good stuff there. Yeah, there's a lot of gems on the Wii U. Yeah, and I think a lot of people um, just never gave it the chance. And I think the fact that Nintendo is like they're porting their games over to the Switch from the Wii U, it really shows that there were some good stuff on there. Like I think one that needs to come over really soon is uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yes, uh, that is yes. such a great game. I'm like, why? I was gonna download it, but I was like, oh, it's gonna take up all my Wii U's hard drive. All those 32 gigs, it's killing me. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the one thing I'm disappointed with, with both the Wii U and the Switch. They had that 32 gig memory storage. I'm like, no, why again? <laughs> I would, well, I, I, you know, and a lot of people, I, I've seen a lot of people lose their mind over the storage of the Switch. And I'm like, well, you have to understand flash memory is not cheap. I understand that. Yeah. And I would, I would have probably gladly paid like an extra fifty bucks just to for them to stick another 
a couple gigs in there. You know, you know what they could have done? Um, since, you know, NVIDIA really helped them make the switch. Think about the, the NVIDIA shield. They did two things. They, you know, they had the shield, which was, I think, 16, 32 gig, I think 16 gigs of uh-huh. storage. And then they had the shield pro, which had 500 gigs. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. like the only difference between the two is like a 50 to a hundred dollars. I'm like, I would have loved for them to do that with the switch. I mean, maybe maybe when E3 comes around and Nintendo announces the new model, they'll be like, there's a pro version that has that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That could be something that, that people could look forward to. Definitely, man. I would, love, I would love to see that happen. I would love, actually, I would love to see them come out and be like, guys, greatest game ever, Pikachu Detective on the Switch and just drop a mic. <laughs> 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 oh, they, they very well could do it like if they, they could did, I, I would be i would be all on board for that Nah, i think they're focusing on that for pokemon definitely that pokemon switch game i'm hoping to see something this year yeah i can definitely i i really think that they would uh eventually we're probably going to see something like that oh yeah <laughs> And so, maybe uh, maybe a, maybe a sleeker model too, or a fatter model like they did with the 3ds. Yeah, I, we're definitely going to get a revision on the switch. Of course, I, I don't I don't know why people think we won't. We could like maybe next year uh, after it's hit its second year, uh, people there'll be like Switch 2.0 or Switch Mini, and you can like actually fit it in your pocket, or it'll be the size of a PSP. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um. Uh, what is your um? You know, I was going to ask about the 3DS since they have not decided to kill it off. I know a lot of people have been complaining they want the 3DS to be killed off, and mm-hmm. I, I, to me, it makes me scratch my head because I'm thinking like, okay, so you're saying that do you not understand the business aspect of how popular and how you know lucrative the handheld is? Like, I know. Right. The Switch is what everyone wants them to maintain, but when you look at the 3DS, it just makes sense from a business standpoint. Like, because yeah. even they, I think they made a smart decision with uh, their. They announced the Nindies, and they had a game called Sushi Striker. That game yeah. is coming out both on 3DS and Switch. I think that's what they're going to be doing for a while before they even consider killing off that thing. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, they're going to make that slow transition where it's going to be on both platforms and then slowly but surely you're going to see less games and then eventually it'll die out. But for, but for now, 3DS is sticking around with minimal titles, but it's sticking around. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, speaking about the gaming community, uh, what are your thoughts on the toxic nature of the gaming community? You know, gaming, YouTube channels, intolerance in gaming, and the oddly perceived perspective that women are not welcome in gaming. That's something that, you know, a lot of gaming girls, on, especially on Twitter, uh-huh. uh, seem to post about. But I kind of find it questionable because I know a lot of female gamers. I've mm-hmm. known a lot for the last 20-something plus years. And I don't know if that's actually true or not. I, I don't know if that's more of a virtue it, signaling. It's not thing. just a – it's not – the problem is it's not just a, a girl thing. It's, it's an everybody thing. Like – Everybody it can be subject to harassment and turning it around saying, I'm personally getting attacked and, because I'm a woman mm-hmm. and I'm not going to judge the person. I'm not going to judge you if the person said something about you because you're a woman. But I'm just saying like 
it's an everybody thing. I've had people say things to me that are downright horrible online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, some people might exaggerate. I've seen like horribly dumb examples of people exaggerating or like just not handling the situation. Well, like there was a person who was playing this VR game, I believe. Um, and she said she was, uh, she was raped in the game because they were using their hands to to grab her through her model. Oh my goodness! And she was flipping out and she was complaining to the company. And I was like, you could have just left the game at any time. And you could have blocked them, left the game. Um, but she stayed in the game and and let that happen. And uh, so I think it's like. It can happen, mm-hmm. and I, and it can be serious. But with what happened recently, with the uh, the bully hunter situation, that was oh. not a good that was not a good way to handle it, like at all. Because I remember seeing the trailer for that, and I was like, "This can't be real. This is a this is a parody or something on YouTube." Because it could have, it very well could have been. Um, and then when it happened, I felt like that was you know. I didn't see the whole thing. I saw people do highlights and coverage of it, mm-hmm. and it seemed staged. At a lot of it seemed very staged. Um, oh, they got exploited for for the whole thing was just a, a travesty. Like when they did yeah. it, they went live, and it showed that, especially when they the host, the person that they had to host it, was shown to be a bully herself. You know, uh, right, right. I heard about that. Uh, but no, you got to stand up for 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 gaming gamer girls only and everybody else is just not not worth it i remember when that when that statement came out and they were like well what about everybody and they're like oh we'll we'll help guys too but at first just gaming girls you know and i that's that's the thing i don't understand like this whole thing of of trying to segregate within when it comes to gaming like oh we need to have you know gamer girls or girls who game and i I remember seeing that hashtag on twitter and i because it'll just It'll split the community. It'll make it worse if you try to make it about this is my problem. No, this yeah. is this is our problem, and we need to get together and find this out. Yeah, like I remember the hashtag on Twitter, the fine girls a game, and I put a very savage tweet up about that, and I got a lot I'm, of black. I, I might have seen it. I might. <laughs> you know. <I> was... <laughs> You know, I ended up saying, you know, I, you know, especially since I play the mo- the game I play online the most is Street Fighter. I said, you know, on another post that I don't care if you're a hashtag fine girl of the game. Only thing I care about is your V trigger and your ultra combo. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm so tired of it. it I, I know if you're a female and you're you're part of this whole feminist gaming movement, you might get offended by me saying this, but I don't care if you're a girl who games. I just care if you're a gamer and if you're good. Or if you enjoy what you're doing, like yeah. I don't, I don't like this whole girl gamers thing. Or I'm a noob gamer. I hate that. Just yeah. game. Yeah. Like I, I play games that are really hard. I'm not good at them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love them to death though, and I'll just keep going. And even my sister, she's not uh, a hardcore gamer. She'll, I'll sometimes ask her to play with me, and she will. She mm-hmm. doesn't have a problem with that kind of stuff. Like. Yeah. So I don't really know like what happened to the people who are pushing this specifically. I don't know how hard it was. I don't know even if they're in the right, but they shouldn't just make it about them. It this should be like 
this happened to me and this happens to everybody. We need to just work on this. Yeah. Agreed, man. It, it needs to be an inclusive community that just works together. Yeah. Cause with, cause especially with what happened with bully hunters, it just proves that uh, violence begets violence. And you put your, if you try to bully back, all they're going to do is troll the shit out of you. That's what it is. Like, yeah. And like, if if you get bullied online, they're just, they're just trolled. Just, I'm out of this game. I'm in another game. Oh, there's another one. I'll block him and he'll never be able to hear his voice again. I'm out. Yeah. It's that simple. It's so <laughs> <laughs> like, I would, I, I would love to see a parody on YouTube where somebody was gaming and they tried to get out and like a ghost was like grabbing their arm. Like not this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just screaming. It's like a horror movie. <laughs> yep. Oh man. All right, man. And this leads me to my last question. Mm -hmm. uh, since we're wrapping up, uh, what is your advice for those looking to get into YouTube, Twitch mixer, or just be content creators or streamers? Okay. Uh, if you want to be a content creator, a uh, straight up, like find out what you want to do, find out what you love and make something on it. Go for it because you can literally nowadays with a phone, you can make an HD video. So anybody who wants to make a video, you have no excuse on why you're not making a video right now. You could be like, I have this phone. Okay, guys, I'm going to talk about this thing. This is super awesome. Or if you want to stream, there are so many free to download programs. Like uh, if you want a good free to play program for streaming, OBS. OBS is an amazing streaming service. Uh, if you want to make a vlog, again, you got your phone. If you want uh, high quality, you don't got to worry about high quality right now. All you got to worry about is getting into it. I got my start with a laptop that had a horrible 420, 720p camera in it. Mm -hmm. And I just kept going. <laughs> like that's, that's the best advice I can give. Just if you find something and you love it, just do it. Don't worry about it how good you are right now because you're going to get good yeah yeah consistency is a thing just stay yes consistent. also consistency yeah that's <laughs> a that was something i struggled with for a long time uh as long as you because i even recently last night wrote out a new schedule for how i'm gonna do videos <laughs> <laughs> so it's a problem even it could be a problem even to this day <laughs> Oh man, like I, I would love to get consistent with doing videos, but mm -hmm. my schedule—I uh, don't know. I know it's—it can be rough. <laughs> like I get off at nine p.m. on my job sometimes, and I get three days off. But I mean, on those days off, I don't even want to. <laughs> like I'll just like those are my stream days usually. <clears throat> All right. All right, man. Well, it's been been amazing having you on the podcast. Uh, I know we were supposed to do this last week, but yeah. I understand it. It happens, man. Like I know you're you're you said you had some other stuff going on. I totally understand. I just appreciate that you actually wanted me to come on to this podcast because this is a first for me. I'm being honest. First time podcast. I would uh, have thought it is, man. It is. You're, you're uh, natural. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and uh, I. I guess I'll I'll see you around on Twitter and all that. No, go ahead and um 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 go ahead and plug your channel, man. Tell people where they can find you, some projects that you have in the works. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you can find me at Universal Gamer Reviews on YouTube. 
Or if you want, you type in the King 4427 one word, you'll still find the same channel. And on Twitter, you can find me at more views WTF. And uh, I have a discord, but I, I don't think you can link discord without p- putting an invite. So <laughs> uh, you could probably find that on my YouTube channel if you want to join that. And that's where you get all the upcoming streams and videos I do. Uh, I try to stream consistently every weekend. Uh, right now, I'm changing the stream up to twice a week. And I uh, do uh, video game reviews, of course, uh, on any generation of console that I feel like. In uh, upcoming projects, I have a lot of reviews in the works. I have one for Resident Evil 7. I have one for Assassin's Creed Remastered Rogue. And the, the latest review is Octodad, Dadliest Catch, coming up hopefully this month. Um, and yeah, that is, that is what's up. Awesome, man. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on the, the podcast. The audience loved you. you know, I love having you on here. We're definitely going to have to do it again. Um, hey, man, uh, anytime. Yeah, man. I just I think we just, what's the time difference between us is uh, four hours or three hours? Uh, right now it is six o'clock on the dot. Good God, man. It's five hour difference. <laughs> okay, there you go. It's 1 p.m. here. All right. So, um, yeah, man, definitely going to have you on again. Uh, okay. I'll drop a link for everything. Um, I'll go on your channel and get your Discord link that's on your – because you have it under your videos, right? Uh, I have just, I, I have Discord invite in my thing, and I should have one in the top corner of my channel art uh, for okay. the banner. Yeah. Okay. I'll add, I'll add that to the podcast and on this video too so when people – Thank you go in they'll be able to find you and um yeah I'll, I'll go ahead and definitely add you on discord we're, we're gonna stay in touch man definitely all right absolutely because <laughs> you're a cool dude on twitter you're even cooler in person or online <laughs> <laughs> yeah man um this 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 podcast will be up uh, later on today on itunes google play music spotify shout engine what else do i have it i keep forgetting Every time I'm supposed to plug <laughs> where this is gonna be, I uh, I keep forgetting. I see um, it on your I see it on your YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Tyler Stevenson in the chat. Uh, the link to uh, Austin's channel is actually down in the description below on this video, so um, you can definitely find him there. Um, I'll make sure because I'm gonna be promoting the hell out of this. I want more people. <laughs> to uh, subscribe to Austin's channel because he's almost at a thousand subscribers. He's just shy of it. We're and getting there. Everyone who's listening, who's watching, please go over, make sure you hit that subscribe button and do us a bigger favor of hitting that notification bell because YouTube lately has not been notifying mm-hmm. people uh, when more content comes out for their favorite content creators. Yep. So when you do that, it definitely lets you know when a new video comes out. So do that. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Discord. I'll drop the links for his Discord down in the description below. And with that being said, it's been an honor to have you on, Austin. We got an honor being on. All right. And uh, everyone, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later.